0: Bazaar Rangers, this is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I am joined this evening with a good friend of the show, our Outrider himself, Bozo Six. Bozo, how the hell are you?
1: I'm good, but that chug is still a two out of five, two point <laughs> five out of five. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was not the best. That was not my best moment. I'm not a chugger, man. I'll drink a beer, but I'm not going to chug it. You know what I mean? But hey, the championship uh, trophy was there. So what are you going to do? You're going to drink beer out of it. We also have Ethan Fryer. He is a, a Free Jacks player, a flanker for the New England Free Jacks. Ethan, how the hell are you? Doing great, Phil. How are you? Excellent, my friend. Excellent. So glad you're able to join us on the show this evening. I wanted to, before we get into your background, I wanted to talk about some recent developments with the Free Jacks. We're finally getting some transaction announcements with uh, some of our draft picks being signed on officially, but we've had two departures of Canadian players. Hashtag Canada South is being threatened right now, but I have a little bit of... Uh, I don't want to say inside information. I think we're going to be all right in the Canada South front. Uh, Let's talk about Regan O'Gorman heading off to L.A. and also just recently announced Spencer Bones Jones heading out to Utah. Just your impressions of those guys, and I'm sure you're going to miss them uh, as Canadians.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Spencer will be a huge loss. He was only here for a year, but he he played really well when he got out there. He was a good guy. Um, Mm -hmm. Got to know him a little bit while he was here. Regan though, like Regan has been around for as long as I've been here. He's uh, an awesome guy. I got a bit closer with him last year. So uh, definitely hard to see him leave. Um, Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, but that's kind of what the MLR is like the yeah, teams are going to change every year, whether it's a little bit or a lot, like you sort of have to roll with it. So
0: absolutely. You know, TK knows what he's doing. He's proven himself as maybe the best GM in MLR, if not the best in top three, for sure. So, you know, you have to trust in the process, trust in TK hashtag in TK, we trust for sure. I think Bozo was posted that earlier in our outriders chat. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, man, like this is what happens. I think, um, Dave said it the best, like it, not this past off season, but the one prior to that, like the ideal scenario is just having everybody come back. Right. But unfortunately that's just not the reality of professional sports. You know, you're going to have some turnover, but I wanted to get back to your background here. Let's start it out. Right. As we always do on the show. Where are you from?
2: Well, I grew up in Seattle for about as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. I like, like when I was a little baby, I lived in Iowa for a bit, I lived in Calgary for a bit, wow. but, um, no, grew up in Seattle. That's where I played all, all my sort of rugby going up mm-hmm. until I was about 17 at Eastside Lions uh, Rugby Club. So I grew up playing there with Chris Prentice's kids. He's the owner of the Seawolves. Uh, a okay. ton of big rugby names in that area. they sort of like Waisali Serevi, Ben Gallings. They all would come around to help. So it's um, it's definitely a big hub there for mm-hmm. rugby. And I guess uh, a lot of people don't know about it and we don't necessarily have that many teams, but uh, our state team does well. And that was huge just growing up there. Um, Then after that, when I was about 17, I moved away to uh, to go around. Just I was traveling for about a year. I was in Ireland for a bit in an academy there. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Inside Running, uh, Mike's Academy in New Zealand. Yep. So that's sort of how I made that connection. And Yeah, on from there, I went on to Canada for a bit. And then when Mike called me back, when he got to the Free Jacks, that was uh, just a huge opportunity. You know, professional rugby was always the goal, so.
0: Right. You know, going back to Seattle, I I met your family when I was uh, on my dream uh, away trip last season at the Seattle Seawolves. Very, very nice people. You know, just really enjoyed chatting with them. Um, So glad that uh, I was able to meet them and uh, interact with them there in Seattle. Seattle's a great place, man. Bozo, I don't know if you've been. you got to get out there at some point. It's a fantastic city. Uh, A bit dreary, of course, uh, but uh, the coffee's fantastic out there. But, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed my time in Seattle. I'm sure it was a great place to grow up. Um, You're kind of alluding to you've been all over the world, but I wanted to ask you, because you're a dual citizen guy, uh, USA and also Canadian citizenship. And you've been involved in both the USA rugby setup to a certain extent and also uh, Rugby Canada, the age grade teams, what have you. I got to ask, is there a preference with the Eagles or the Maple Leafs or is it whoever calls you on whatever given day is, is what jersey you're putting on?
2: Ooh, that's a that's a loaded question. Um, it is. <laughs> well, I grew up in the US, so yeah. it's definitely like as I was growing up, the Eagles were more in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of around the time when I turned, um, turned 17, I'd say Mm -hmm. I started transitioning more over to the Canada side because, uh, while there's a great, their U20 coaching group Mm -hmm. was just the best, like the, probably the best, um, developmental coaches that I've ever had. Like Adam Roberts, um, was, was huge. Uh, for me in my development just like being an advocate for me as a player mm-hmm. and that's something that like they really invested in me in that way which I really appreciated. Uh Now my focus is more on kind of seeing what I can do in the MLR and and mm-hmm. kind of opening up those opportunities for me but um no I have a lot of pride in Canada as well like I love the country I lived up there for a year or two uh, or two years. Yeah. And then, and my dad's from there, that'd be, that'd be huge for him, obviously, to see me go play for Canada, especially right. like having moved down to the U S you'd never think your, your kid would go play for your home country. But, um, sure. yeah, it's kind of a toss up. I get turfed by the Canadians a lot for not having picked, <laughs> but, right. um, yeah, it's kind of the state I'm in right now where I'm not hundred percent sure, but, um, I like both options and it's just going to just going to come down to to how it rolls I guess
0: I got to tell you, Ethan, I know that you were born and raised in the United States, but you got a bit of a Q twang to you, my friend. There's a bit of a Canadian accent going on there for sure. Like, <laughs> Bozo, do you hear it as well? He's got that, like, if you close oh, your eyes that. and listen, yeah. it's almost yeah. like Andrew Quatren's talking to us right now. Well, man. hey,
1: I, I'm not the one to give rugby career advice, but career, like, this would be a p- super plot twist. You should just turn your back on both those sides, move Whoa. to Ireland and qualify through three years of residency. They got a great <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> Man, that'd be wild. Yeah, that's something to
2: do. Yeah. There you go. Just be
1: like, "Oh, you want to chirp me? Yeah, here we go. I'm just going to go to Ireland. They, 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 they love those uh three year residency players over there. Four more years. Four wow. Years. Sorry, well, just had to throw out some daggers.
0: Uh, well, they'll, they'll lose in the quarterfinals anyway. We're it's going true. It's true. You years. might go out in the
1: next Rugby World Cup quarterfinal though. So that's hilarious. But at least you'll uh, make it there. I don't think U.S. or Canada will. So that's true. Go. Oh. Well-
2: We'll make it somewhere. It's it's turning up. There are quite a quite a few good young players in both. Like I've had the opportunity to kind of meet um, a lot of the players in my age group for both countries, and Mm -hmm. it's definitely there's there's a ton of talent there. I think it'll just come to organization and how they're they're funneling guys up. But there's definitely the talent there to at least be well better doing better than we are now. Like it's it's not you're in a unique spot. It's not a bad so many uh expats i
0: guess yeah Yeah. i love the optimism man we need a little bit more of that on this show for usa (laughs) Rugby specifically but uh you're gonna get it from me no no i'm not (laughs) that's a damn that's the truth right there um so you're a young gun you mentioned earlier how you've kind of been all over the world in terms of the academies that you visited uh bozo's uh, so disgusted with my question he's actually just got up and left but uh eagle impact is one uh university of victoria in canada ireland and even down to new zealand as part of mike rogers inside running academy want to give them a shout out for sure you mentioned them earlier which of these stops was the most influential do you think in your rugby development i'm sure you gathered you know quite a bit from every single place but is there one place in you know particular that you're like this that i really cut my teeth here
2: well the big i mean just mentally there was a huge turning point for me because when i went to ireland i was Mm -hmm. only 17. I don't think I was necessarily ready Mm -hmm. to live alone and then to go in a country where obviously it's, it's cold and wet all the time. And there's, there was some struggles playing there. I felt like because of the rules, I wasn't allowed to play men's, but then the the club rugby there, like a lot of the under 18s, all the competitions in the schools and there isn't as much in the clubs there. So I was, I got really frustrated being there and the academy that I was at was great and Dan Van Van Zyl runs it and he's, he's even been a great advocate for me after leaving there, but it just, it wasn't the right fit for me. And I started to wonder like, is, is rugby what I should be doing? Like, am I really cut Mm -hmm. out for this? Um, Wherever I go, I'm going to be training hard every day. So if I'm not able to do that here, how am I going to be able to do it anywhere? Right, And then making the move down to New Zealand after that in Mount Manganui, beautiful beach town, super sunny. I made a couple amazing friends there and just kind of had more of that community aspect. And then mm-hmm. under Mike Rogers, like he helped me with a lot of my defensive work tackling used to actually be a big work on for me, nice. uh, which is a bit weird as a flanker, but, true. but it was, and yeah. <laughs> it um, just, Sort of that transition from like a really low moment to a to a high moment has has kind of let me keep the faith through covid through all those delays that Mm -hmm. were happening. So I'd say that's probably the most um, I don't know if I'd give it to one or the other, because I definitely needed to be brought down low for that for inside running to have such an effect on me. So.
0: Yeah, man, uh, we know Big Shep, you know, who helps out with the uh, the academy there in Ireland. And obviously Mike Rogers, love him, been on the show many, many times as the assistant coach of the Free Jacks. You know, wish him the best of luck down there in Manawatu. He's got quite a project to, to rebuild that team. But two wins, two wins better than uh, nothing for sure, you know. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens next year. So glad that he was able to bring so many Free Jacks down there to experience uh, the NPC as well you were signed on as a development player in 2021 and have worked your way up through the independence and eventually were signed to the free Jack squad, uh, ahead of last year, how, or last season rather, how did you find out that you were being signed to the roster and what was going through your mind when you got that news?
2: Uh, when I kind of transitioned from a development player to, yeah. Yeah. So it was at the end of my 2021 season, Mm -hmm. actually, I, um, they, I had a conversation with both Mike and Scott, and they said uh, we really appreciate the work you've been putting in. Um, the improvement from the beginning of the year to the end of the year has just been big. So we want to reward you with a game. So I ended up, I got moved up to an APC contract, so I was eligible to play. And then I played in one game against Toronto. It wasn't our best game as a team. I know, but I was um, yeah, but. <laughs> But it was huge because I have so much family in Toronto, like my uncles and aunts there and all my cousins and my, I believe my grandparents came too. And it was just like that whole moment coming full circle. And I didn't play much in that game, but that was, that was definitely a huge moment for me. And then going into last year, already kind of having at least one little tester game under my belt. Mm -hmm. And I expanded upon it last year. It's just, it's going to come down to like, can I actually forge a spot? A regular spot in the team this year, but um, that's on me. Uh, we have a few more, a uh, few less uh foreign spots this year, so this is a really good, uh, open year for me to kind of make my mark if I take it.
0: Absolutely, I mean, last year was like a murderer's row in terms of the depth that they were in that loose yeah, forward crazy. position, man. Like, yeah. I mean, we had. When you look, I'm sure in in years that will go by, we will look back and be like, can you believe the stacked lineup that we had in those loose forwards? Like it was, it was insane. So, you know, I'm sure it's like, you know, we're really, really pushing for you because you've been around for a while. Um, you know, you, you, you appreciate the show. You're a friend of the show. Like we're really pulling for you to take that next step and, and make an impact on this roster, get on the 23 frequently and stuff like that. Um, but I know that you've been working in the offseason at Crescent Farms which is the family farm yeah. of Cam Davidowitz? His dad, uh, Mike, and mom, Debbie, are real characters, great people, folks. If you haven't gotten your pumpkins or any type of, you know, that type of thing, go there and get them there because it's uh, grown right there on the farm, as fresh as can be. Everything is fantastic there. Highly recommend it. And it's Free Jacks helping Free Jacks. So get your butt out there to Crescent Farms, folks. They also have like a uh, a corn maze as well. They got ice cream yep, there. Up in a pumpkin
2: patch, yep.
0: Yep, pumpkin patch as well. There you go. Any good stories about working on the farm that you can share? Because, you know, it's owned by some really wacky characters.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, most of the time I've just been uh, working with Cody, uh, Cam's yep. brother. He, he plays for Mystic River. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Holden and a few of the Mystic guys have just been working more under him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's crazy. Like, every day there's, there's something wild from some machine trouble to – to Cody completely disregarding his own safety with certain things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, that might get me in trouble with him saying that, but, um, no,
0: no, nobody's going to see this. Yeah, no,
2: <laughs> but, uh, no, it's always, it's always crazy. Like, and then just helping them with kind of broken out cows and going, you, you kind of learn what it's like to work with these, these, Massive animals because you don't think about it. You think it's just a cow. Like mm-hmm. even like instinctively, you're kind of scared of the bulls. Right. But then even just the other day, like I was trying to push a cow to move it because uh one of them wasn't listening to Cody. And there, there's you're not moving it. Like, <laughs> if it doesn't want to go with you. Right. Uh, you got nothing. So I had to pull the truck out, give a few uh honks to the horn and, and get it going. No, yeah, but it's no. crazy. Like I like being outside. I like the work. Don't mind hard work um it's been really good experience it's good guys too there so
0: 100 uh fantastic family for sure i'm sure cam you know now that he's back from new zealand is itching to get back on the farm and, and work his tail off uh gonna be playing yeah, for mystic times, as well yeah, yeah. yep Love yeah that it guy.
2: took a couple days off i think when he when he got back but then uh no i've been seeing him more often now
0: yeah he's stuck back, back into the it, work for sure. yeah <laughs> I know he was missing it, so yeah, that's awesome that he's back uh, in the swing of things. You've been playing for Mystic. You mentioned it earlier that Cody plays for Mystic. You also play for Mystic. Cam plays for Mystic. You guys are North Division champions in the American Rugby Premiership. Talk about your season so far. Uh, It must be nice to be able to play with like six or seven rostered Free Jacks as well in the MLR offseason. You guys got a big playoff game this weekend against uh, White Plains, right?
2: Yeah, White Plains this weekend. Yep. Um, no, it's been, it's been insane. I, uh, I missed the first game as I was coming back from a concussion in New Zealand, mm-hmm. but um coming back in like, it's crazy. The, the front row, every game is they're all MLR players, like active MLR players mm-hmm. we get, uh, in the locks in the back row, like in the back row, we got Neil is a crazy good player. Like I'd never, um, heard of him before or anything but he's a guy he's actually playing in seattle so that was a cool little connection he knows a few of my friends back there that's awesome so uh him and uh billy's a great player yeah uh and then obviously in our backs like we've got holden dougie's been making quite a few appearances we had mitch for a while he's out now Mm -hmm. but um no it's it's crazy because you think you're playing club but Half the guys on the field, even on some of the other teams, are right. MLR level players. So Absolutely. it's definitely grown up because last year the ARP was I wouldn't say quite at the level that it is this
0: year. Right, right. And I think that's this thing. That's a thing where like it each year it will get better and better because it is. It's not a official pathway, I guess, but it is definitely a place where guys like yourself, development players, or guys that just want to get a run out that aren't you know on NPC teams somewhere else you guys need to be playing all year round. So the best way to do that in the United States and the all season in MLR is the American rugby premiership. So I I encourage everybody listening to this to make sure you're to go to one of these games. If you're in the new England area, come out to mystic, watch the games because these are the stars of tomorrow playing today. And some of them, I mean, Dougie Fife, guys is playing for mystic. Mitch Wilson, a capped USA Eagle, a current one, is playing for Mystic. Like, what more do I need to say to get you out to see Mystic River? Like, come out and see the game. It's awesome. Uh, final question for me here. Former assistant coach Mike Rogers said that you have the potential to be an international player, which is high praise. What do you need to improve upon your game to take the next step in your development, do you think?
2: Um. Well, I think there's a couple things. Uh one thing and this is something i've been told since i was uh pretty young like even back up in canada before i even came to the free jacks i've always been told like to play at that next level you need to get your weight up mm. uh, but that's been a gradual thing um been gaining weight over the past past couple of years while i've been here uh, it's just so you're durable at the mlr level like i can come in and play but then the amount that i get beat up versus the guys that especially have that that more body mass upper mm-hmm. body mass especially Um, it's just a big difference in how you can keep backing up performances, um, throughout the season, but also just, I think getting into the detail, getting into the learning of it because, and just learning the maps down to heart at multiple positions. And that's one thing when you're, when you're coming in off the bench or you're going to be asked to fulfill multiple positions, it can seem, I mean, in the middle of a training week, when you're a bit flustered, it can seem unfair, but that's just what you're going to have to do. I'm going to have to know six, seven, sometimes even eight for training. Yep. And just being on top of that, I think is is my main work on. Like I can, certain things, uh, if I get it down, I'm, I'm all set. But just becoming more of a well-rounded rugby player in that way. Mm-hmm. Because as you come up, especially in the US, it's, you're, there's some, teams and academies that are they're great at teaching you the skills and you'll get the playing time and kind of that that more general rugby knowledge but being at the free jacks was probably the first time that I had like a more structured um, game plan like that and having to know all these different things before coming into a game and having these real specific roles to deal with so that's obviously a transition and it's a good thing that TK and Scott and and Mike, while he was here, they kind of allowed me the time to progress in that way because who knows what would happen. They just throw me out there without without having that experience under my belt, where where that stuff's mastered. That that can end up backfiring in a lot of ways. So sure. it's um it's frustrating sometimes, like having to wait your turn a bit. But if I if I come in and it's all mastered, then that's. I mean, that's what you want. And then they can feel confident putting me out there. Absolutely. That's probably my big next step. Uh, there is, um, you can obviously improve in everything. And uh, even some of my strengths, like I consider myself quite good over the breakdown and even that, like there's little tweaks and that's, I'm really excited. Palm Simona coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems like his area of expertise. So, oh yeah. Yep. Excited to be working with him this year. Excited to be working with Scott again. Will, Um yeah, just pumped for this year. Uh, I think if my details down and I and I do the kind of offseason S and C work that I'm supposed to do, I think this could be a really good year for me.
0: Hell yeah, I think so as well. We're rooting for you, of course. Yeah. I'm gonna let Bozo take over. I appreciate your time
1: gotta love these uh interviews because you have questions prepared and then in the in the course of our conversation they just kind of get answered so i will have to skip uh my my first one here but luckily we didn't send it to you beforehand so what was Hmm? it it was basically what were you going to work on but you just went over a couple a couple of good ones so get get bigger no more positions be versatile got it check safe works out but no, those are great work ons. And you know, I think that that was a great answer to your question Um, but you know, being from the Pac North Northwest, I got a good pivot question here, kind of circling a little bit away from rugby. Uh, how's it, how long have you been here actually living full time in the, in the Boston area?
2: In Boston since I believe it was March of 2021.
1: All right, cool. So you've been here for a while. So you've been pretty settled then. Yeah. Nice, nice. And you've worked yeah, in, in and out. Years.
2: Like I'll go back home for a bit sometimes, but yeah. Awesome. Just in boston
1: now are you in like because they had like player houses and stuff like that are you in like player housing or are you you out on your own
2: yes i'm in i'm in player housing right now we got a bit of staff mixed in right now because the off season and they uh they don't keep too many of the houses but
1: right yeah been in there Awesome. Awesome. Uh so kind of we'll get back to rugby now. So I just wanted that was a quick uh, curiosity question because I didn't know if you if you stayed in Seattle and during the offseason. But uh what player has had the greatest impact uh on you since joining the free jacks?
2: Since joining the free jacks. Um hmm.
1: maybe you should have sent this one as prep so you could think about it. Like, we're yeah, doing it no, live. All right. That's all right.
2: Um <laughs> I'd say both uh, Joe Johnston and Mitch uh, Jacobson have been have been pretty huge just in um, especially with Joe we've got quite a similar build and we do a lot of the same things he's obviously a lot more a lot more experienced than I am and he's he's played at that level for a lot longer but just having a bit of that model and then having someone that I can directly, compete against in training every week is has has been huge. And then I mean Cam's in that same way. We're we're slightly different players. Uh we're not quite as comparable. But just it's been me and him. We're kind of the domestic guys like working to get a spot. And he's he's got that spot now and I gotta go follow him up. But then Mitch Jacobson just coming in, he's had he does have this wealth of knowledge and having a more a more experienced guy like that and seeing his habits every day. And like after every training, he'd be working on his tackles, like hitting the bag. He never stops with, uh, with trying to improve his, his micro skills and stuff like that. And he's completely on top of all of his roles and everything and kind of learning like more of that professional aspect of being a player has been huge for me. Um, maybe outside of my position. Um, what I say? I mean, it's you just, just learning from all the American guys that, that are making it at that level because, and, and seeing kind of the, the routes they took. Cause a lot of them took a much longer route than I did because there wasn't the MLR around when they were my age. So right. like guys like, like Holden and he's, he's was at nolan for a while and now he's up here and just like knowing that you can sort of make a career out of that and seeing them go on that journey has been has been really instructive for me so um i mean yeah i, I guess there's not really one player but that's that's the best answer i can give no that's that
1: that, that completely fine we we do that all the time here in the jacks ranger so we get we ask you for one thing and we we get like three or four it's it's pretty much you're on brand so i love it uh it's great cool. you love Good to enough. see it you love to see it and then um you've kind of touched on this a little bit uh but maybe i just kind of wanted you to expand on like your short mid and kind of long term uh goals in, in rugby going forward
2: well Short term, in terms of just for this next season, I just I want to get out on the field because last year, I mean, I went down with the USA Hawks down to South America. I did get some quality game time, but it's when you're around that like around the the free jacks and the whole team, like there's nothing you want more than it. you're just itching to get in there. And that can be an entirely different experience um going from my focus is training every week and preparing the guys and it is showing the coaches what I can do. So maybe they'll give me a look, but it's not quite the same thing as I'm here. I'm in this team. I have responsibilities. I'm going to play for my teammates and I'm going to like really have that direct role in, um, in winning games and, and getting championships and all that. So that, that's my step one, like, or I guess there's steps in between there, but, the first goal is going to be really making more of an impact on this team this year. And, uh, long-term, I mean, I'd love to play in a world cup, uh, someday. I think that's, that's definitely a possibility, um, just with how, how everything's going with, with the World Cup being in the in the US in is it the not the next one but the one after?
1: Twenty thirty one. Yeah.
2: Um that's hugely exciting for me. That that'd probably be the number one goal. I mean there's a lot of steps to get in between that. And I think the first step of that is really cementing a professional career and then and then the international stuff will all come. And then uh but um yeah those are kind of my main goals i mean i'd hope to someday be able to make some bit of money that i can then save up but i know with rugby that that's a long road and you need to you need to earn your stripes before you can do that so so i don't yeah. mind kind of scrounging it for a little bit
1: hey scrounge while you're young you can work the rest of your yeah. life man you you know you... You know you're talking to two old goats here that always we like to fantasize on this show that we could have been uh free jacks but uh we both know it's not pot it was never going to be a thing even if they were there hell um, no. when we were younger but you got that <laughs> opportunity now you are there you've played a couple of matches and you know yeah, I would say scrounge and fight for it all you can, and we'd love to see you run out a World Cup, whether you're in the red, white, and blue of the USA or Canadian red or white. Or I think their alternate strip is uh, black with red. Yeah, and red trim. and I white. Really, really and they mean, I really and I really dig too, that yeah. one. Yeah, I dig that one a lot. So whichever side you're on, we'll be rooting for you. Unless you're in Canada and you're playing the USA, then we'll then we'll be like we'll be like that. It'll <laughs> be like one of what? these. Yep. Well, no, we'll be like you know it'll be golf like club. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like, oh, we know that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy. We know him. Yeah. It'll be one of those. Uh so um have you got around New England much uh since living up here? And uh, if so, like what are your kind of like favorite spots? Because it's a small area, so and and it's quite diverse. Like you got Stowe, you got the Cape, you can go up to Acadia and Maine, and then the White Mountains in New Hampshire. Have you have you visited any of these places?
2: I've gone it it took me a while, and I've actually I've started to enjoy New England a lot more. Uh kind of getting out of the city. I like Boston, but I didn't grow up in the city. So uh, you kind of just end up missing that green and kind of the open spaces and some of the quiet. So uh, just this last year with my girlfriend, we've been going up pretty much every weekend to farms for raw milk and and cheese and meat and all that uh, pretty religiously. So kind of having that ability to go out, see nature. Sometimes there's some cows you can pet or whatever. So that's pretty refreshing. Um, went out to the Cape for the, for the first time last summer. That was, that was huge. Um, yeah, I really like, I really like kind of the more, the more rural areas. It feels, it feels pretty homely. Like it's different plant life and everything, but just driving along those roads, it feels like home. So it's been really cool.
1: Nice. So when you went to the Cape, did you go to the Bay side or the ocean side?
2: Went to, I didn't really know. I was getting led around the whole time. Um, (laughs) It's all right yeah but uh
1: cape expert here bozo fun. six <laughs> yeah i'm a bayside guy myself i'm a bayside too. guy so i don't like the ocean side it's too cold i'm too old bayside is is the side for me so i relax <laughs> in the bay so that that's my spot um and then uh, this one might be kind of a, a weird one. Some people don't have have one of these. Uh, do you have a rugby idol? Like, who's like a player when you were growing up, or and when you first got in the game? And you were like, man, that's the guy's the man.
2: Well, when I was younger, uh, for the longest time, I mean, when he was still playing, it was Richie McCaw, yeah, and um, yeah, just just that ability where he wasn't necessarily in any ways a, a physical specimen. And uh, I really related to that because even like before rugby, I tried a lot of other sports. I wasn't very athletic. Um, and then I've, I've built that up a bit as I've, as I've come up. But that was huge. And his ability to steal the ball at the breakdown. And when a lot of the rules around the breakdown changed, he was able to actually stay competitive and then master the new way they were being handled um, throughout his career. So that was hugely impressive for me. And then David Pocock in kind of that same light, just a master of the breakdown. Sonny Bill has always been, I've always been a huge fan of him, like just with his offloads and his athleticism and being a kind of a multi-sport athlete, just really cool. Just an absolute physical specimen. So I always kind of looked up to him, like that's my athletic idol. And then maybe on the less athletic, more the rugby side specifically would be Richie, but.
1: Yeah. Incredible that Sam Whitelock broke that record. I couldn't, I mean, that's unbelievable. Like, I think Richie finished with 148 and Sam Whitelock will play in his 152nd test in the final. Crazy, crazy.
2: He's unreal too. Like just the longevity. Like I, for the entire time I've been interested in rugby, even watching the All Blacks, he's been there. So
1: yeah. Right. uh, That's pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, So I think
2: Vitalik was a crazy duo.
1: Yeah, I think they're the most capped pair as well uh, for lock pair. But that you kind of, I think you might have just answered my next question without answering the question. So, who are you picking for the World Cup final this weekend? It's got to be the All Blacks.
2: Who am I picking for the World Cup final? I'm. I think it's South Africa. I, wow. Uh, just, I really like the way that they play. It's, and it, it'd be awesome to have a to have a repeat. Uh, to be honest, I haven't yeah. really been following the All Blacks as much. I actually really liked England and uh, Wayne Vanderbank uh, who I was watching the the last game with. I uh, probably wouldn't be very happy with me, but I was kind of secretly rooting <laughs> for him. Um,
0: <laughs> they almost had it, Ethan. They oh, almost man. had it.
2: Yeah, almost, yeah. almost. But um, scrum panel. No, South Africa is amazing. I just think like in their ability to bring a bench on, and then the whole game is changed like the new zealand bench was good but or is good but it's just it's not that same game-changing ability that i think south africa has so
1: yeah how awkward is that you know depending on who wins how awkward is that monday morning going to be at the mint when coach scotty and tk wheels and (sighs) they get in there and it's like if the all blacks lose it's going to be kind of like weird because scotty's going to be walking in with a little bit of pep in his step you know or if the other way he'll be like he might he might call out sick for like a week who knows yeah that's crazy i mean
2: i don't believe yeah scott i think is still back in south africa at the moment oh but um but tk will be there at our our watch party that we have for the for the final and so that'll be, that'll be interesting seeing his reaction where there goes one way or the other, him and wheels. And
1: yeah, if they're losing and you just start seeing them ignoring calls and it's probably coach Matthew from South Africa <laughs> <kind of laughs> trying to face being like, yeah, oh, you see this, you see this, yeah. <laughs> you check the scoreboard brew or however they say it, my South African accent's terrible, but uh, all right. So for the last thing, uh, the last thing I got here, I came up with this list because I thought I don't know. That's why they call me the bozo because I try to be a little bit funny. So this little segment, I'm going to, we're debuting it live. It's called check, check or hold. Now that's like, I'm in the national guard. I'm in the army. It's kind of an army thing. So check means like, yeah, good to go. Hold means like, whoa, wait a second. Not safe. Figure it out. Right. So that's the kind of, that's what check and hold means. And I'm just going to say something and and you got to be like check or hold. So you will be like, Hmm, if it's check, that means good. Hold means not good. So, item number one: Dunkin' Ice Coffee in negative degree weather. Check or hold. Check. Hell yeah, Uggs.
2: Check. I've got a pair uh-huh. of Uggs slippers on right now. Yeah.
1: Let's go! Wow. Who would have it? <laughs> yeah. Pumpkin spice anything, like hold. anything pumpkin spice. Hold.
2: Okay. Big hold. Yeah.
1: Wow, we're, we're an Uggs guy, but no pumpkin spice. No. Strange
2: my hot okay. girl walks are going to be uh <laughs> incomplete.
1: Yeah, yeah. The new the New England winter. Check. All right. All right. The metric system
2: depends but on the situation, but check. Yeah
1: okay if he had given a confident check i would have been like well he's playing for team canada we already know that's how i was gonna smoke you out on that one that's why i added that one i added it in mm-hmm. the last minute so i'm referencing the fitness test here broncos check or hold
2: check it's the best one it's the easiest one for sure it is
1: well i wouldn't call it easy i would no, not call it's it not easy
2: <laughs> they're all as hard as you make them but it has an end and the harder you go the quicker that end is it's not the yo-yo which is the, the worst thing on the face of
1: the planet. The Ooh, yo-yo. All right. I don't know if you're you're a big fan of the show. Did you see my Bronco?
2: No, man. no, I didn't.
1: You it's can dig through 40, the Instagram. Right? Five thirty-five. Come on. Five thirty five. Give me some time. I got you some take that I got five some seconds Leo. back. Okay. <laughs> so not bad, right? Not bad for an old yeah, man. I know that's
2: not terrible. I've seen I've seen a lot of <laughs> forwards run slower than that.
1: Let's just say some of your teammates had no confidence in me. They were putting numbers out there like seven. Wow. Shattered them. So all right, enough about me. We're back to you. Uh, this one's kind of like a, a throw out. The first one was kind of a, a little tip of the hat. We'll, we'll do a, an outright tip of the hat to words with wheelsy. So his last little short there, he tried Twinkies or you check or holding on Twinkies. Hold. Yeah, same. Those things are gross. I heard they can survive a nuclear blast. Why would you want to eat that? I'm not sure if yeah, that's I've true. though. That yeah. Hot regardless,
2: sauce. not something you want to put in your body. Sorry, no
1: hot sauce, check or hold. Check all right. Yeah. And then the last one, how could we leave it out? The Jack's Ranger show. Jack, uh, I thought he was gonna be like, hold and then just leave. I would have been awesome. <laughs> <No. laughs> he just signs
0: <laughs> <all> <laughs> off, yeah, just signs hilarious. off in of the
1: middle. Thing. All right, man, that's it for me. Uh, th- <laughs> thanks for entertaining the questions there. <laughs> And um, I mean, we'll have to, uh, you'll have to, I'll have to look up this yo-yo. That might be my next uh, golden oldies prep fitness test, but we're always about the content and I like to suffer. So I'll get out right. there. You don't want to do
2: it though. You don't want to do it.
1: I know I don't, but I didn't want to do the Bronco either. And so I, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll make it.
2: And I'll film sort of. it.
0: So. <laughs> <There we laughs> I'll be
1: suffering at the end. That's for Looking sure. Forward to it.
2: Looking Alrighty. Forward
1: to it. Stand by.
0: All right, Ethan. Uh, appreciate you being on here. I've got one final question for you, and we like to, you know, throw this out to everybody, every guest that we have on here, especially players and staff. I'm going to open up the floor to, for you to speak directly to the Rangers out there, the Free Jacks fan, the hardcore Free Jacks fans. What do you want to say to them?
2: What do I want to say to them? I just think, like, the environment we have at Fort Quincy for our home games is something insane. And I grew up like going to Seahawks games, that's a loud stadium, but it almost feels more in mm-hmm. uh, down in Quincy. Cause it's just, it's, it feels packed every time. And maybe that's a fact of our smaller stadium or whatever in the festivals that we have, mm-hmm. but it feels packed. People are actually into it. It's not just like, I'm going to go watch this game, whatever. It's everyone's involved. Our cheering section in the middle is is huge, and there's some there's some serious characters in there. Some of them, oh. Mystic guys. Some of them, just various rugby fans in the area. But like, wow, like that's that's been a huge a huge change, and just like feeling it around Quincy. Yeah, we have our signs, but then even people in coffee shops, like they know who we are, yep. they know what we're doing. It's it's such a it feels like your professional sports team, and just. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, because that's that's massive and it completely changes how you're looking at everything like like when stuff seems a bit hard or when stuff isn't going great. It's just knowing that you are you are doing it, you are performing for people who actually care. So that's that's huge
0: hundred percent. And I got news for people out there that anybody else that's not a Free Jacks fan, an MLR fan, a casual out there that is watching this right now. I've got news for you and whatever team that you support. We're going to be even louder next season. It's going to be even more intimidating. So if you think it was bad last season for your team, it's going to be even (laughs) fucking worse next year, Jack. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's going to be so fucking loud. You won't be able to hear. So, wow. yeah, I'm super, super excited because we're going to get a little bit more organized this year. The the first regiment is going to be an even bigger thing. So, I, I'm just, you know, I, I feel bad for any opposing team that's going to be coming into Fort Quincy. They're going to be leaving with ears bleeding and shaking in their boots. Super, super excited. Ethan, I appreciate you being on here, man. Thank you so much. So glad we are able to get you on the show. And uh, I've got one word for everybody out there in three, two, one. Huzzah! huzzah! <laughs> Woo!